Welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I am full of energy because I just finished a one of the shorter DDP yoga workouts, Red Hot Core, which is only about 15 minutes, but if you work at it, it, it gets you. It's something else. Uh, tomorrow, I have the 57-minute diamond cutter which is absolutely brutal but which i love and hate because i know it i know it's punishing me but it's great Uh, because it's you feel it working like while you're doing it it's it's tough you guys it's really tough uh so there's my there's my ddp yoga check-in if you're not doing it try it uh do something active though to, to help get you through what we're all going through right now. Uh, okay, moving along. This is the San Diego Comic-Con sort of recap episode. Only this year, there was no San Diego Comic-Con. There was online Comic-Con. There was stay at home con uh, and, and everybody kind of had their own events. And myself and our head of research, Ryan Schweck, are going to sit down and take a look at the announcements because there were a lot of them and it's fun it's a great conversation you're going to enjoy it but before we get to that we got to cover some news honestly this whole episode is news but there is one big major thing that didn't get announced over the weekend, but it did get announced on, it was either Monday or Tuesday, I'm not sure. But as you are listening to this, this episode comes out on July 31st, which, <laughs> lots of big stuff happening today. Uh, the first thing is the Mad Balls, designed by James Groman. These are Mad Balls figures, reminiscent of the head popping Mad Balls, uh, only their heads don't pop off. But they are jammed with articulation me and ryan talk about them on the show uh go up for pre-order from megalopolis toys today uh and as you may know if you've been listening to the show for a while i had an unsatisfying experience with megalopolis toys but i gotta go back because i gotta have these mad balls and then they're the ones they showed are like done i mean i'm sure they're prototypes but the fact that they're not just renders is very very encouraging so i'm i'm thrilled mad balls go on pre-order today megalopolistoys.com another pre-order today that goes up and is just as big a news but in a different way neca is offering toka and razar uh not to be confused with the wwe tag team uh, this is instead the Wolf and Snapping Turtle from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Use. Toka and Razar are going up for pre-order on thenecastore.com. But this isn't going to sell out in 30 seconds. This isn't going to sell out in 10 seconds. This isn't even going to sell out in 24 hours because you have from July 31st to August 7th, to pre-order these figures for delivery in November. Uh, it's 70 bucks, two per household, and 
they're just open pre-orders. These are made to order, basically. It's awesome. I hope going forward that NECA can sustain this business model. It's what Super 7 has been doing with their Ultimate line. And it's a way to 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 not feed the scalpers. So this is great. This is exciting. This is how you get your token Razor. Uh, Super Super Shredder was already allocated to Walmart, so they cannot do the same thing with him. But going forward, NECA is going to be exploring the different possibilities for this sort of pre-order setup. And look, go order them. Let them know this works. Let them know this is what we want from these toys. As customers, if we show up for this, we'll get more of this. And we won't have disappointing things like the G.I. Joe Cobra Island pre-order that sold out in four fucking seconds. Uh, Speaking of which, that's another big thing going on this weekend is Hasbro, after that horrifying, demoralizing pre-order sellout, Hasbro moved the in-store sale date for the Cobra Island stuff up to August 1st. And the online pre-sales will open back up on August 14th which suggests to me that that Target may have ordered another run of them or something. Because uh, right now the situation is not good with these. People are finding them. Uh, nowhere in Atlanta is selling them yet, but it, it's, it's a rough situation where lots of people are finding them just out and buying them. Uh, some Targets won't sell them, but their stock seems to be going down at the same time now. I don't know how much you can trust PopFinder. The one time I used it for something, it was accurate. But, you know, who who knows what's going on with these pre-orders. All I know is I'm going to be at my local Target uh, when they open Saturday morning. to Because I've spoken to a couple of different Target employees. And, and the two that seemed the most genuine, I think they've got stuff in the back room. And I think if I show up at our regular Target when they open, then I'll be able to get some Cobra Island stuff for myself and for Phantom Jr. So hopefully that's going to work out. And for more G.I. Joe news, check out the special episode of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast that we dropped this past Wednesday. Uh, Almost kind of an emergency episode because we just had to get it out. There was so much news from the past month, so much G.I. Joe news, that we wanted to do a special episode because the regular episodes are based around specific segments and aren't as current events slash news related. We cover those things, but we really want to focus on getting the segments in. And uh, this, there was just so much between Wave 2 and Cobra Island and all these exclusives that they're doing that we really felt the need to put out an extra episode. So we did, and you can check it out wherever you get your podcasts. It's uh, Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. Now you know. Uh, the first installment of Now You Know, because I'm sure we'll end up doing that again, uh, You know, whether it be for Toy Fair or New York Comic Con or, or whatever the case may be. Uh, and a new full regular episode of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast, drops this monday august 3rd again wherever you get your podcast this is the official second episode 
Uh, all right, that does it for the news. Except, of course, that doesn't really do it for the news, because the whole episode is news, because it's all the news that came out online about toys this past weekend. Uh, there's so much cool stuff, and... You know, for us, it wasn't that different because it's not like Needless Things really ever has the opportunity to go out to San Diego Comic-Con. So this was just a matter of also sort of watching from afar and summarizing our favorite things, the stuff that we thought was the coolest, and then sitting down and discussing it, breaking it down, and sharing it with you guys. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the best of the best from the online Comic-Con event. How are we going to do this? <laughs> you know, there's, there's not a whole lot. And it the was, COVID takes and it takes. Although, for I guess for us, this really isn't very different. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I, I think as we talk about it, the volume of stuff wasn't as much here. But I, I, you know, I hate – I did totally catch myself thinking like, man, COVID really – killed san diego this year i don't get all toys and blah 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 and then i catch myself and i'm like man don't be an asshole (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) that's the thing though is you can't help it because like one of the things that distracts us from what's going on is collections and comics and movies and whatever else and those are impacted too so i mean it's hand in hand you can't you know you can't look at one without the other it's it's just the hope that New Mutants will come out one day. I'm pinning everything on that. <laughs> That's all I need. It'll get me through. <laughs> uh, so I'm interested to see, because we didn't do... Like, we, we kind of talked back and forth a little bit about some specific announcements and stuff. Um, but I am interested in seeing what each of us are bringing to the episode. Uh, like, what we found and what our differences might be and what we looked at. But I think before we get to the actual... I don't even know what to call it because it wasn't San Diego Comic Con. It was like online a con. Yeah, I think they called it Comic Con at home. Yeah, and Super Super Seven called their stay at home a con. Which, by the way, yeah. Super Seven, as far as the exclusives went, uh, they won. Hasbro would have won, except theirs don't come out till September. Ugh. Which is what? What is that? I don't. I don't know. There's got to be. Uh, my hope is that they're producing more. Um, that they decided. I mean, we've known this thing was going to come for a while. It's been right. rumored for months, like before COVID even hit. And so my thought is they have decided to produce a whole lot more to meet demand. Well, and that's entirely possible because, you know, we know in general an action figure takes about a year to go from concept to shelf. So waiting until September gives them... And, and the thing is, we don't know if they're going to be for sale in September or if they're going to be pre-orders in September. And we'll we'll talk a lot more about pre-orders in a minute. But September gives them about six months from when this whole thing hit, which I believe is pretty much the production time for toys. 
like actual right. production once once they've done the renders and nailed down how they're going to be made. So you're you're probably right that that time frame sort of confirms what you said. Uh, so let's let's talk about this whole. Well, first we talk about uh, we, we already kind of covered everything that's going on with Star Wars. We talked a lot about the Hasbro pre-orders, and I guess the thing to sort of follow up with now is apparently those week after week after week of Hasbro announcements were their San Diego Comic Con announcements. Right. I mean, they're really... <laughs> well, there was and, nothing. Well, what's so strange is the San Diego exclusive Stars Black series wasn't even announced at one of those Hasbro things. It all of a sudden was just there. Like, And pictures of it came out, and they were like, hey, you got like emails, like, hey, here's what we're doing. Yeah. And for people I've seen it, they are doing the Return of the Jedi box set. It comes with, what, a speeder bike, Wicket? No, it's not, it's not Wicket. It's, is uh, it not Wicket? Oh, is it? It's not Tebow. No, Tebow's just coming out. <laughs> what the heck is his name? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's Tebow's it, little friend. Tebow's the uh, the single carded right. one that they put out. Yeah. Which how weird is it that w- there's not a wicket, right? Not yet. Huh. Yeah, Tebow was the first Ewok they had ever announced and shown. He comes out in that Akbar wave, the first wave with the new packaging. Um, and you know that set, it looks it looks nice. Um, I'm sure. They're all going to be single carded. Um, oh yeah, at some point for sure. Except maybe the Ewok, um, but it's a good way to get those speeder bikes back out. You know, the speeder bikes—they're great mold. They're a great toy. They haven't been out in years. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're going to put it out. It's a nice box that opens up, and surprisingly, it's like 110 bucks, which I know sounds really expensive for a toy, but I think for all you yeah, get, that one, it's reasonable. Like, yeah, I no, I totally agree. I, I was shocked that. All of that because I was thinking 110 bucks for four figures, mm-hmm. with like some extra accessories. The the Ewok and the speeder bike are like above and beyond in my opinion. Right, and if that speeder bike came out now, I mean I think it was 30 when it was 50 because that new uh, Han and, or uh, Luke and Yoda that's popping up is 40. Uh, some targets are charging 44 for it, which is ridiculous. But yeah, it would definitely be 50. Who said they're going to re-release the Wampa in a Empire Strikes Back box, uh, and he's not bloody. That was a big people didn't like that in the first release, but yeah, Wait, that's which, a. I get it. Yeah, it's a great exclusive though. That Wampa set has jumped in price. It's way early in the line. You know, it matches all their stuff for this year with all the ESB stuff. So it's good. Well, um, and my guess is next year the retro-carded Black Series will be basically these figures. Right. Most likely they will be. Um, so, I don't know. I haven't decided if I'm going to get that one yet because I'm going to be spending my money elsewhere. <laughs> Dude, there I have made... Because since the last time we talked, when we kind of just went over the Hasbro stuff and, and some other pre-orders, I had already put out a ton on pre-orders, and now, holy shit, even more. Yep. Yeah, I'm getting killed with pre-orders lately. Um, and it sounds like everything's about to ship here shortly. Mezco's about to send tons out. Hasbro's about to send tons out. Those retro Spider-Mans are shipping. Um, oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, because I've already got. I, I had to order them from different places because when they initially, I, I, the only one I wanted was what was it, Electro, mm-hmm. and one of the other like old school guys. But I ordered a whole set for my son. But I had to get them from different places because some sold out like super quick. So like, Gwen Stacy from Big Bad is in my pile of loot right now. Nothing from Hasbro Pulse has come in yet, of course. Yeah, all mine are a pulse. Um, and then one other, I think maybe I got one from Entertainment Earth because I was on, on there ordering something else. I think maybe the two Electros were Entertainment Earth. But anyway, yeah, the, all that stuff is getting ready to hit. Um, now, if you're making a pre-order, do you prefer to pay for it up front or do you prefer for it to charge when it ships? <laughs> Now, is it what I think I should do financially, or is it what I actually do? <laughs> I prefer to pay up front. I should. Um, I really should, and I just don't. Well, Hasbro Pulse doesn't let you. Well, right. They did it first, though. They let yeah. you use PayPal at first, and then they stopped that, and it, it irritated me. Um, and, you know, Big Bad does, does theirs the way they do it with the pile of loot where it comes in and they charge you. Mm-hmm. Um I, I like paying up front, but I don't always do it. Yeah, I should. I don't do it as much as I can or should. I've got uh, from Mezco, I had I had to go through my orders and look the other day because I one of my credit cards changed over and I got a notice for the John Wick saying, your card was declined. And I was like, oh my gosh, no. And I went and looked and uh, it was it was the card that I had, I, they had sent me a new one, so I had to update the information. But while I was there, I looked. I was like, all right, which of these have I prepaid for and which have I not? And um, Conan and Two-Face and one other one are paid. So I was like, Whew, that's <laughs> three down. I don't have to sweat. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, Hasbro, they did those. Well, it's, oh, Star Wars, they did a, uh, it's a 504th clone pack 501st by is the 501st yeah, i can't remember which one it three was three pack for its vintage collection right right yeah it's a tvc um so that'll make them happy and you know i'll give them they went ahead and said we're gonna put these out single carded too um i you know we talked about last time hasbro seems to really be responding or at least trying to make it look like they're responding to all the online yeah, criticism about right. the way they treat tvc <laughs> Yeah, I, I the thing that gets me, and we've talked about this before, is it's just disheartening to see some of these characters come out in the vintage collection. Some of these characters are black series. Some it, it's this feeling like you're just never going to have full teams. You're never going to have full sets. And even with the vintage collection, you know, like I, my criticism of the black series, where they're not doing a whole lot of aliens. They're not doing a whole lot of you know non-humans or non-droids and the vintage collection's not really any better in that regard right yeah and the other like in star wars did you watch all the stuff with uh galaxy's edge at target i didn't that... i'm aware of what they're doing but i haven't been able to watch any videos i've been at work for five days so i i got nothing it did not go well oh really <laughs> so target is going to start selling all the Galaxy's Edge, not all of it, but some of it. Some of it, right. Um, in the stores. And so they kind of did this announcement. 
that it was all going to go up, and it went up. I guess the website went live early or just a minute or two, and their website is not very protective against bots, and everything sold out immediately. Oh, I uh, let me just tell you, I am well aware of that because I was on there. I sat down at the computer at 8.30 for the Cobra Island stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, I think I was texting with you guys at the time, and everything was gone in, this is going to sound like I'm exaggerating, in 10 seconds. Yep, that's what happened with Star Wars Black, too. Okay, on yeah, there. and I, that's, I, I had heard something, but I hadn't really looked into it because there wasn't anything. Well, and that, um, the Vintage Collection Falcon also. Well, and what's weird about the Falcon is, like, okay, so it sold out just the same. And then Target put out like a tweet or whatever. It was like, hey, you know, we know this went badly. We're going to put it back up. And they only put the Millennium Falcon up <laughs> and not the other ones. Because I want that stupid Captain Cardinal really bad because he's from the Phasma book. Oh, um, okay. He's like the bad guy in Phasma. I, I didn't make it through that book. Yeah. And so I really want him and he is gone. Like I could, you know, getting uh dj the little robot from star tours i you know that'd be fine but well, man, he's something that... cool and different yeah he's a droid well my but hope he... is that all of these target exclusives that all of the bots got and are now selling on ebay for like 500 bucks mm-hmm. my hope is that they will be just as easy to find as moloch and the imperial <laughs> probe droid one would think because all i care i don't i don't i'd like to get this out there for our listeners so they know where we're coming from. I don't care about anything having value. I don't care. It doesn't make me feel special to know I have something and somebody else doesn't. I want everybody to have every figure they want. Yeah. I I don't care about perceived value or like, ooh, look look what this thing is that I've got that you didn't manage to get. And, And look, don't get me wrong. It is... I do get satisfied and excited when I get in on an exclusive that I know sold out really quick. Like, that is cool, but, like, if other people got it, it wouldn't take away from my enjoyment of the thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm down at my base, I'm looking at, like, all my San Diego big boxes of Marvel Legends. And I do leave those in the box because I really like the packaging. But, yeah, like, my enjoyment of these things would not change one bit if there were five of them or if there were five million like yeah if everybody who wanted one had one it wouldn't change my perception of the one i have right but then again we don't sell toys online <laughs> yeah right we're not shit bags or at least not in that way <laughs> um so something else about the oh okay real quick let me tell you about my experience with NECA. speaking of san diego comic-con exclusives so i don't know if you've been aware of this at all or seen things online NECA is desperately trying to figure out how to foil bots and scalpers and whatever I saw that all the tweets they put out I, you know I don't buy a lot of that stuff but I appreciate they're at least acknowledging it and trying something well the, so there, there are two major things that I want our listeners to take away from this one exclusives are a necessary evil whether it's Hasbro or NECA or Mattel or whoever, exclusives have to happen. And we're not going to sit here and go over it on this episode because that's not what we're here for. But I highly recommend, and we've recommended it before, go check out Scott Knightlick's YouTube channel, uh, Spector Creative. 
he has two videos on why exclusives are necessary and the the short of it is the stuff that's exclusive wouldn't get made if it was not exclusive and that these exclusives are inroads to retailers for carrying wider ranges of products so without these exclusives we would have less in general but scott knightley explains it much better he he ran for those that don't know he ran the masters of the universe classics he ran dc universe classics he's worked at like five different toy companies over the years he's a consultant now that toy companies go to to learn how to market toys basically uh and he has these incredible in-depth videos on his time in the industry uh, and and one, two of them are about exclusives, and I highly recommend anybody who's angry about exclusives, anybody who's had a bad experience lately, particularly with Target, because they they seem to be the worst offender, go check those out, and I, th- I think they'll give you a different perspective on what's going on. But my experience with NECA, they put all of their Comic-Con exclusives up on July 23rd. Uh, there was a Gremlin... Uh, the Lightning Predator from Predator 2, a glow-in-the-dark Big Chap Alien, and then that Ninja Turtles box set. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I really respect about NECA is you can order direct from their website if you're an international customer. Like, that's kind of the purpose of their website. In this instance, they were selling f- for Americans, too, except in the case of the Ninja Turtles thing. Um Although, you know what, they might have even had some of those up, but I, I didn't want it, so I'm not positive. Uh, but they're really trying to do their best to foil scalpers and to get their product into as many hands as they can. So this stuff goes up, uh, and I, you know, I've done a NECA sale before. I know how quickly stuff goes, so I jumped on there, threw the Predator in my cart, threw the Alien in my cart, and I had a gift certificate. I don't know, have you heard my gift certificate story? I don't know if I have. So Mrs. Troublemaker got me two online gift certificates for Father's Day. She got me a $25 one for NECA and a $50 one for Super 7. Uh, I used the Super 7 one to get the the glow-in-the-dark Baxter Stockman, the ultimate one. Oh, yeah. No fuss, no muss. And the NECA one, back when she first gave it to me, I go to their website, and it's not really a retail site. Like, they don't have any. They don't sell stuff there, really. So I contacted him, and I was like, look, you know, my wife didn't really know any better. She just wanted to do something cool for me and get me this gift certificate, but you guys don't have anything on your website. You know, what, is there a way I can buy something from you? What what can we do here? And their response was basically, well, too bad. Oh. So I knew Comic-Con was coming up, so I was like, well, I'll hang on to it, and hopefully I can use it for something there. And so, like I said, put the Predator and the Alien in my cart, uh, had the gift certificate, slammed the code in by the time i got through that the predator was sold out gone from my cart but the alien was still in there so i got it bought it paypal'd it boom done got the confirmation email holy shit i got to use my gift certificate that's done i don't have to sweat that anymore i got my badass glow-in-the-dark alien good to go about an hour later i get an email saying your order has been canceled or no i didn't even get an email from NECA. i got a notice from paypal saying NECA has refunded you and canceled your order. But the problem is, it's for the difference I paid between the $25 and the shipping. The $25 is not refunded. So they've just taken $25 from me. Have Uh, you called them yet? Well, here's where that went. The first thing I did is I responded to the 
Um, I did after the PayPal email, like two hours later, I got an email from NECA about my canceled order and it had a contact us thing. So, or it was Shopify. They use Shopify now. Um, so I did the contact us, sent them an email and nothing. So I went on Twitter and said, NECA, you took my $25 gift certificate. I, I need to speak to somebody. You got nothing from that. Uh, and you know what? I hear all the time how interactive they are and how Randy Falk is always on top of Twitter. I have never gotten any help from them whatsoever on Twitter. Uh, and, and I want to supplement all of this by saying I love NECA. They're my favorite toy company. I buy shit tons of their product, and like nothing's going to stop that. At, at no point will there be a, a rage quit for me because that's silly. Um so I went to Instagram and messaged them there and got a response saying, uh, sorry about that. And they gave me a different email ad- address that was like a customer service specifically for their collectors club. And it was pretty curt, but it was a response and different information. So I, I sent an email to that. And immediately got a form email saying, due to COVID-19, our response time may be blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'll give it 24 hours and try, you know, do escalate somehow, I guess. So 24 hours later, I haven't heard nothing. Uh, I get on Instagram again, and I, I send a much longer message kind of explaining, like, I love you guys, and you've stolen $25 from me. What do I do here? Um... And then I got, we're terribly sorry about this. There has been an error with our Shopify system. You will be receiving uh, communication about this next week. And then NECA had a message up on their Instagram stories, which, by the way, toy companies, Instagram is no way to communicate with your customers who have already paid for things. (laughs) You need to send emails. Because not everybody looks at Instagram stories. As a matter of fact, I would say most people don't. Uh, But in their Instagram stories, there is a long explanation about how they had implemented new software in their Shopify to try and foil scalpers, and it canceled a ton of legitimate orders. And that after the weekend, they are going to hammer down and get it taken care of. So... If anybody listening had the experience that I had, just know that NECA is aware of it, they're working on it, and the reason that this has happened to us is that they're trying to be better, which is kind of what I suspected. Uh, I, you know, I like to, I applaud them for doing it, making a try. Yeah. Perhaps in the middle of San Diego Comic-Con wasn't the best time to... <laughs> well, but that's the <laughs> thing. To make this there, fix, wouldn't, but... there wouldn't have been a best time because the only time they could do something like this and see how it works is when they had some massive pre-order going up. Yeah. No, I did find it interesting with NECA, too. So they released them all online, and then simultaneously they put them out on shelves at Target and Walmart. Um, Which I have not seen evidence of any of them on shelves. I saw the Gremlins one. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw the Gremlins one, and I actually talked to a guy at Target who had gotten one of... I can't remember which one he got. Okay. But, I mean, supposedly they were there, but, you know, they're, they're like the Ninja Turtle packs. You hear talk of people finding them, but 
I have yet to see them at Walmart. The, the only Casey Jones and yeah, the only evidence I've ever seen brick and mortar of that Raff and Casey two pack is I've seen price tags for it in every Walmart I've gone to, and and I think over the last few months I have sort of developed the idea that I think there are a lot of scalpers in this area. Yeah. Uh, and and now that I'm not hitting stores at 5 in the morning anymore like I used to, I'm just not finding stuff. Yeah. It, the stores around here, at least, they're resetting a lot of stuff right now. Um, you know, I definitely recommend if you aren't afraid of the COVID or you're protected, if you collect Star Wars Black or Marvel Legends to go to Walmart and Target because they are clearancing everything. Um, yeah, I saw some $10 Black Series, but unfortunately, they're the same ones that have been sitting there for the past year. <laughs> right. Well, what I was pissed about was that Target, it was Target, had marked down the Sugar Man series to 9 bucks each. Whoa, really? And everybody knows I want the damn Sugar Man series. And so, but they didn't have a single one of them. They were all gone. Oh. Those things have just been sitting there, and then I guess somebody got there first. Um but yeah, and I don't know why that series, like older waves, were sitting are there still by. there. Yeah, and, but for whatever reason, the X Men wave was knocked down, and that seems to be what their Walmart was doing too. They marked down the Spider Man series. Well, the, the I saw the uh, the Ghostbusters plasma series already on clearance. Yeah, those aren't doing very well. <laughs> well, they shouldn't be. They don't look great. They don't. I, I would else? love it if they sort of relaunched those. So I know NECA, they had, that, like you said, the four-pack of turtles. That seems to be the one people had the most problems with, the coming-out-of-their-shells tour one. No, no, the Magical Mutagen tour. Oh, man. Because oh, they, that... they can't call it coming-out-of-their-shells for some reason. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so they had those. They had that badass-looking uh, Predator, the Electro, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then they had the Alien. Did they have anything else? No, that was it. Um, oh, and the Gremlin. They had the Gremlin. Yeah, Party, yeah. party Gremlin. Yeah, it, I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's good. I wish more sites would do that. Um, the fiasco, I don't know if we've talked about that wave, the uh, wave of Star Wars Black that came out, the Clone Wars wave, where they kept telling everybody it was going to go on sale at 10 a.m., but everybody had oh, the link. Yeah. We all had the link to the non-listed, so as long as you had the numbers, you could go ahead and order them. So I feel bad for people that didn't have these links, but... Because that was the same morning as the G.I. Joe retro stuff, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, because we, we were all talking on that morning, too. Yeah, like, I blind bought stuff online. Like, so, I, was, I put it all in my cart and was like, man, I hope these are right, because all it had was numbers on it, and luckily it was. So I got to say this, because I have not said it in a public forum yet, uh, and it, it sickens me to have to admit this, but so far, Walmart has done the best with these pre-orders. They really are. I have gotten everything that I wanted that Walmart has had going all the way back to those Kenner Ghostbusters. Uh-huh. Now, they took a while to get here. But going back to those, everything that has been a Walmart exclusive pre-order, and that's including um, a WWE Decade of Dominance series, um, some Black Series stuff, the G.I. Joe Retro stuff, like... I've gotten it all. Like, very little problem. The Raff and Casey Jones. I got that through Walmart. Hmm. Like, I, I got on at the right time. 
and the website didn't hitch up. Uh, I didn't have any problems. Got it pre-ordered. And now it's over there on my shelf. Like, I, I hate Walmart. Everybody knows with all of my being, but they're doing a way better job than Target. Well, you can't even compare them because Target has absolutely just shit the bed. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they're doing. Now, let me ask you this. I have a little conspiracy theory. And I am wondering if it is possible that these instant pre-order sellouts are intentional to get people whipped into a frenzy for these figures so once they do hit shelves, they move. I kind of wonder that, too. There's a weird thing I've read about Target with the well specifically around the galaxy's edge stuff that on that date that they're set to be released uh and i think it's like august 20th or something mm-hmm. that they're going to go live on the website again that they just took a certain amount of them right. and put them up on pre-order and then they're going to release a whole bunch more eventually that's the same feeling i get from the gi joe cobra island stuff because it says pre-order sold out available august 14th and in well, theory that's supposed to be in store and online but people are already finding them in stores which is driving me freaking crazy and the people that said they found those cobra islands in stores apparently it's a case of each figure like it is not Whoa, a way really? they are shipping tons of these things oh that's awesome that's good to know i didn't realize that yeah and so, yeah, some are breaking street well, dates. there should be, because, I mean, you're, you've put a troop builder in there. Mm-hmm. I want four of that guy, and I'm really, really conservative with how much money I spend on six-inch figures like that, but I have to have four of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, I, like we said, I don't really collect the G.I. Joe, but, like, yeah, that Cobra Trooper, that's a couple I'd probably get. You know, I'd buy some Cobra stuff. And it, and for the listeners, if you want to hear more about G.I. Joe, please tune in to next week's <laughs> episode. Or, wait, next week? 726. What is today? Sunday? Yeah, next week's episode uh, of Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. And our special supplemental episode where we'll talk about all the crazy news from gi joe toys over the past month so anyway that was that's my little conspiracy theory is i think this these target instant pre-order sellouts are could be intentional yeah because like that that roadblock like eh, he's okay i probably wasn't gonna buy him but as soon as i found out i couldn't have him i was like i need it I get oh. that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I get that, that way with Mezco's toys when I see them online. Like, I'll that, see, like, a picture of them, and like, eh, I don't really need that. And then I start seeing people freak out and posting pictures about it. I'm like, I gotta have it. It's that FOMO, man, that fear of missing yeah. out. So, one, one of the first things I want to talk about, actual toy-wise, was, uh, so McFarlane launched a toy line in the middle of San Diego Comic-Con. Like, they're shipping soon. Are they shipping soon? I didn't even know that. Yeah, they're shipping like at the beginning of August. Um, the McFarlane Raw 10, which I don't really know what that name's all about, but they're these large, sort of almost like roto cast type figures with with maybe two or three points of articulation, but really, really detailed sculpt and paint jobs, like, like you expect from McFarlane. Uh, but but definitely something I look at as a sort of Walmart-friendly item. Yeah. 
it's like McFarlane's version of their of of Lenard stuff. Uh, but the four characters that are initially offering are Sigor and uh, Frenzy, which are the larger figures that retail for twenty bucks. And Sigor, you know, if you know Spawn, you know it's the giant cybernetic ape. Uh, Frenzy is a big cybernetic shark. And then the smaller figures are nine ninety nine, and it's Battlesnake, which is the greatest name I've ever heard, and I cannot believe somebody didn't already have it copyrighted. And uh, Raptar, which is a they're they're these are all cybernetic. I don't know why I said that over and over again, uh, but you can guess what Battlesnake and Raptar are. But they look really cool, and the price points are great. Like, what a weird, neat thing for them to just all of a sudden like, oh, guess what? This is going to be on shelves soon. Yeah. And it's totally a line that kids will buy. Like, yes, yes. Any kid's going to be like, oh, look, a robot dinosaur. And then their mom will go, that's $9. You can have it. Yeah, yeah, it's brilliant. And, like, in particular, Battlesnake looks like something straight out of the G.I. Joe cartoon. So right there, you grab that, and you've either got a giant one for your three-and-three-quarter-inch ones, or you've got, like, a little pet for the classifieds. Right. Either way, you win. Yeah. So that, yeah, I just thought that was cool. And, and mm-hmm. I managed to get on walmart while they were still up for pre-order and i've got a set on the well i didn't get raptar that that one i don't really care for but i ordered the other three (laughs) and mcfarland had an interesting because they did those they showed the new dc multiverse which i really wish they would have called that something else because it throws Uh, me off every time when i see like new dc multiverse Uh, figures i'm like oh they're coming back and then i realize nope that would just be the mcfarland well they got me with the white knight azrael because it said DC Multiverse um, Azrael, and I was like, whoa, what? That's awesome. And then I realized it was the McFarlane. And I just, I, I never imagined if they made figures from White Knight, I would not buy them. But I'm not buying them. I'm not either. And man, I love White Knight. White Knight is one of the first physical graphic novels I've probably bought in, I don't know, eight years, maybe five years. Like, I love it. and But I just, I'm not going to buy those McFarlane toys. No, I don't. I, you know, I bought the first wave because I, I had to know. Uh, and they're all, well, I kept Batgirl, but all the rest of them I, I have sold off in one way or another. They yeah. just, they, they're, they don't fit with anything I have aesthetically. Like, within the line, they're awesome. But they just don't go anywhere in my collection. Uh, it's an interesting like way they're taking it too, because it's so heavy on storylines and artists right now. Um, Which is cause, cool because that's one of the things I loved about DC Collectibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're much closer to DC Collectibles than the old Maddie, you know, universe. And that uh, was it. The Flashpoint Batman. He looks amazing. And even those ones from Batman Who Laughs, I think they did like a Robin. Oh, dude, they're doing everybody from Dark Knights. Yeah. It's insane. Well, let's run down real quick because I've got the list right here of everything that they showed. Um, Flashpoint, Flash, Animated Cyborg, which seems like a really odd choice at first, but then you realize that they have done an animated Batman and that technically those go together. Mm-hmm. Like the and way the sti- that McFarlane has done them. Yeah, that styling on that cyborg's really cool too. I like the big round face. Like he looks like Teen Titan Cyborg. Yeah, yeah. That's a very, very cool concept to do it that way. Um 
Flash and Joker from Rebirth, which is basically just modern Flash and Joker. Uh, White Knight Azrael, like I said. Uh, and then they're doing some two-packs. Flash versus Red Death, which is a Dark Knight's medal. Uh, Nightwing versus Red Hood. I thought it was an odd choice to do a Red Nightwing in that. I'm trying to remember, because he wore the red, I think, in that storyline. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah, it's when he went to Bloodhaven, and yeah, he changed it to all red. Okay, okay. Um, and then Arkham Knight Batman, which looks absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arkham Origins Deathstroke, and then the Build-A-Figure wave this time is a Robin that comes with, it's the Robin from Dark Knights, like the Jokerified Robin, but it comes with three different heads, so you can buy three of them and have the the Batman who laughs like weird Robin pets or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, an infected Superman from that same storyline, uh, Batman from that storyline, and then Batman who laughs. But this time, because they already released him, but this one has wings, which I I read the first like series of that story, and then I was like, oh, there's more. Well, I, I'm good. Yeah, he. Well, I can't remember what the wing... It's like Hawkman turns into, like, Flying Terror or something weird like that. Oh, uh, okay. Wow. The Joker rips his wings off and uses them. Well, or the Batman laughs does. It's, uh... You know, the, this stuff all looks great. Uh, the the price point... Look, they're 20 bucks for massively articulated 7-inch uh, figures, which was another weird decision on McFarlane's part. Uh... You know, with with a hundred percent new tooling in every single figure. Yeah, I wonder if they're rethinking that. I mean, at six inch, these things fly off the shelves. I bet. Yeah, I agree. And at seven, they just kind of sit. Yeah, I, Maybe well, some of them sell, but not real well. I thought the same thing with McFarlane's five inch stuff, though. Like when they were doing Walking Dead, and uh, what else did they do in that five inch? And I thought, man, these would be so much better if they were six inch. I wonder if they know that, but they never changed their model the only thing they've done in a six inch scale is uh the game of thrones figures and those are apparently done yeah uh so yeah that mcfarland had some cool stuff to show uh you know in in the sort of typical mcfarland fashion they were like look here's our stuff this is it it's cool and they didn't i don't feel like they overhyped it i don't feel like i don't know it just seemed like okay cool they're still out there doing stuff Uh, let's see. What's your uh, what's your number one bullet point? Oh, you know, Marvel Legends. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! Because we do we do have to talk about the announced uh, exclusives. Yeah, and so they did really weird. I thought it was funny. You know, at San Diego originally, the final results from the fan vote was supposed to come out, and then they were going to release it there and start releasing it that day. And it was down to. I think it's down to Silk, Sif, and White Electra. Um, judging online, Silk is going to win. But then they announced, well, we're just going to wait until September and announce it then. So uh, what I'm guessing is one Friday in September, they're going to have a, you know, one of the Fan Friday things. And right, that's right. That's when they'll release everything. Um, so they did a video. They did two exclusives for Marvel Legends. They did a Logan Professor X um, two pack. 
again, because it's exclusive, you get Bloody Claws Logan, which I appreciate, you know, doing exclusives, you can do it that way. Um, well, it's and, the first Marvel Legends figure to ever have Blood Deco. It's crazy. Yeah. I The face looks weird, but it, it's really? not right. I thought, they, I thought both of them looked great. Uh, I did think it was really interesting. On the reveal video, they kind of addressed people were upset with the Professor X Magneto set that he was in a normal wheelchair. A regular wheelchair, yeah. Yeah, and so they talked about it on their Fan Friday when they released it that the reason he's in a regular wheelchair is they knew they were doing this set also, and so it let them cost it out. Yeah. Um, so that's good. I mean, I won't get it. But, and and again, it's one of those decisions where it was either this or you don't get it at all. Right. Um, I I will absolutely get that set, and it might be because right now I do have the Hugh Jackman like uh tank top figure from Amazon. Oh yeah, I've got that pre ordered right now. I might just cancel that, and this will just be my Hugh Jackman Wolverine. Yeah, it, it's a good one. I like that they did Logan. Um, and again, it's a great idea for an exclusive. Yeah. Kids kids don't like Logan. I mean, they might, but... <laughs> they, they shouldn't. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let your kids watch Logan. Um, and it lets them do blood. And then the other exclusive was the long-rumored, everybody knew it was coming, Hellfire set, which is amazing. Well, we knew I it was mean, coming, but we didn't know if it would be exactly what we wanted. Right. Because we knew they had teased Sebastian Shaw's shoe, which what I thought was funny is during the announcement, it turns out it wasn't Sebastian Shaw's shoe. It was right. Donald Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think they looked the same anyway. But yeah, there was lots of arguments. Because like, the Hellfire Club has a lot of members. Um, and people kind of wondered how they would do it. And so the set, you've got Donald... And he, I like that he comes with two different hands, so you can do just regular Donald in his finery, or you can put his cyborg hands on. Um, Which I need a full-on Reaver Donald Pierce now. Thank you very much. Yeah, I do too. And I'm still kicking myself when that Reaver came out. I only bought one of them, and I should have bought two, and I kept meaning to go back and get another one. I did the same thing. But I don't want them on the same body. And- yeah, right, right. And, and at some point, they they've gotten way better about teams than they used to be. Yeah. So I feel like there's there's probably a plan for the rest of the Reavers. There's got to be. Yeah. So then we got Sebastian Shaw. He looks great. And then uh, the Black Queen. I like what they did. So you get Gene is in the box, um, and she's got the bun and. And that you know, portrait looks incredible. It does. And do you own the original uh, Marvel Legends Black Queen Jean? No, I it don't. It looked terrible. Toys R Us exclusive. It looked absolutely it's, horrible. I didn't buy yeah, it. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's a total piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's when, like, usually when I get new updates of figures, sometimes I just take the old one and put it on the back of the shelf where you can't really see it anymore. Right. She may just go in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, no. You got you to gotta put her in a Ziploc, stick her in a tote, because 10 years from now... Some weird thing may happen where people want that figure. Yeah, that odd, crappy figure. Yeah. Um, and she comes with the Celine head, which I really like. Um, it's one I'll probably keep in the box if I get it, but I would probably display it with Celine. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a Celine for me as well. Yeah, uh, and then Gene, but... Gene was just like that was a specific 
part of the story, to me, Celine is the Black Queen. Right, yeah. I mean, Jean was really only the Black Queen for Dark Phoenix Saga right. at the beginning of it, and then that's it. Yeah. Um, and then we're finally getting our Emma in white. <sighs> she looks amazing. Uh, I have a feeling they've got to. There's no way they don't release her single card I don't, somehow. I don't know, man, because these are... Both of those figures, and it's funny to say this when, you know, just 15 years ago, things like this were in retail, those figures seem a little racy for the mass yeah. market to me. I could see her maybe being a Walgreens exclusive. Which I don't I even don't... know about that, man. I just, I really hope they do because... You know what? If anything, they may do like they did with the Black Suit Storm and make her like a fan channel exclusive. Yeah, they could do that. I could see that. Throw over to GameStop or something. Because they put out the cuckoos, which look amazing, and then I have my cuckoos next to crappy old Emma from Hasbro. Uh, yeah, and I bought the... early the, Marvel Legends one. Well, Ugh. I bought the, the diamond one just because it's a translucent figure, and I thought it was cool, but I've, it's on the card. Yeah. But overall, I mean, the set's great. It comes with, like, a lot of accessories and guns and little books beautiful box with like the study or whatever it is yeah a strange letter in the back which they were like really proud of in the video they were like oh and look if you go to the back you can open this envelope and it's a letter about the hellfire club yeah that was (laughs) who cares that was a that was a weird thing to be excited about it was like welcoming you to the hellfire club yeah um it's a great set I think this will be one of the times where it's really going to put Hasbro Pulse to the test. And I think it's only 80 bucks. It is. Yeah, that's great. Again, that could have been a $100 set. Yeah, and I still would have paid it. Yeah, absolutely. If that's one of those ones that if I don't get, I'm going to be really unhappy. And well, there's a lot of times where I miss toys. I'm like, eh, oh, well, like, if I don't get that Hellfire set, I'm going to be pissed. Well, that's, it's a must. If you're an X-Men fan, it's a must-have and I, I think they know that, and I think you're right that that this delay is to get those production numbers up. Yeah, I hope it'll be relatively easy. What I'd really like for them to do is make my Hasbro Premium Pulse membership worth it and let me order it first. Dude, that was well. That was originally supposed to be one of the selling points: is first access to con exclusives, and that never really panned out. Right. Now, to be fair, have I paid for a premium membership since they announced it? Well, yeah, that's true. No, they just strangely keep extending (laughs) it. Right, right. Don't say anything about it expiring, so uh, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, and that's, you know, I I was actually thinking about that in with all of the pre-ordering. You know, that's really, over the past year, doing pre-orders has become a big, big deal. And... At first, the pre-ordering seemed, because you would find stuff in stores before it would even ship, Mm -hmm. but now, with things the way that they are, uh, and the delays that have happened, and production delays, and whatever else, it, it seems to be getting harder and harder to find stuff in the wild, and knowing that I have that stuff pre-ordered, even if it does come a little bit later than, you know, somebody's finding it. I I like it. 
Yeah, well, and I've had problems with GameStop with pre-orders lately. Oh, really? To where things were supposed to be here already, and they're not, and they've made excuses for it. Like, I talked to him the other day, and I was like, hey, like, you know, this was supposed to be in in May. I know other people have gotten it. I just wanted to see where it was, and they looked it up, and the guy was like, oh, well, we had a box that said it was supposed to be in there. But it wasn't in there, but I sent an email. Uh... Now, let me just lay it out. (laughs) It's my Plukoon figure. Oh, no. And for any GameStop employees listening, you better fix it or I'm going to come burn your store down. (laughs) (laughs) Needless Things does not necessarily agree with the opinions expressed by its commentators. It's like the most important Black Series figure, and they're jerking me around on it. Well, of course. And he's hard to get. He sold out on Pulse immediately. He's already up to like 50 bucks everywhere online. Like... Oh, it's driving me nuts. And I totally feel like that douchebag that like goes to GameStop and is like, where's my pre-order? Can you check it again? He's <laughs> <laughs> like the one I need. Oh, speaking yeah. of GameStop, the other day um, I was in there with my son and we were just looking around. And he's looking at Fortnite stuff because he's big into Fortnite. Uh, and the guy's like, oh, looking at Fortnite, I guess you got bad taste in games, huh? And, like, he was clearly joking, but the more I thought about it, the more it pissed me off. And, and finally I went over and I was like, hey, let's, let's go somewhere else. We'll, we'll, I, I didn't like that. Let's find somewhere else to spend our money and walked out. And I turned around to the guy and I was like, man, you work in a video game store. You get a lot of kids as customers. And I think it's a really bad idea to be rude to them about their tasting games. And he was like, I was just kidding. And I said, yeah, but it was still rude. And then we left. Because it, it pissed me off. I, I don't handle people being rude to my kid very well. Yeah. Oh, and kids listen to that stuff. Yeah, like, right. Exactly. I was joking. Like, you know, if you're in the video game store, you don't want the video game guy saying right. your taste is terrible. Right. Because I know how I would have taken that when I was 12. Right. That's but it, but fortunately, he's tougher than I am and really didn't care. He was kind of like, I get why we're leaving, but maybe you're being a little sensitive here, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but uh enough trashing GameStop for now anyway. Well yeah, uh, of San Diego. Was there any other Hasbro? I think that was pretty much it, right? That's pretty much it. They were relatively quiet. I kept waiting for more announcements or something, and they really didn't announce anything. But to be fair, they've done so much over the past couple of months. Yeah. I mean, clearly, you know, in retrospect, clearly that was their comic-con that was yeah, it and I, I think they're backed up i know shipping and all this yeah, stuff is yeah, a mess, yeah. and they've released so many waves so quick that they're probably just letting it lie for now go yeah, ahead and I, let the stores clear out and then now that they've got that fan channel like they can make announcements whenever they feel like and announcements that don't get clouded by other people's announcements right. that's what i think is real interesting is like and i know we kind of talked about this before but like San Diego, when you used to get all hundreds of toy announcements at the same time, you know, a Marvel Legends wave might kind of get pushed to the side, where now they have an audience that's seeing just that. So, Well, and what's even better as far as San Diego goes, or, or online Comic-Con, whatever it is, is things that are maybe a little smaller scale can get more attention because your Hasbros and your Mattels are out of the way, and that, that brings us to to my like spotlight feature 
and that is Megalopolis Toys and their crazy new toy lines that they're working on. And first, I've got to say, if, if for the listeners, uh, if, you, if you listen to this show regularly, you know a few months ago I ordered from Megalopolis Toys, and it was not a great experience. But I'm willing to give them another shot, because I know they're a small independent company. They're probably doing the best they can. And they are releasing new Mad Balls figures. Oh, they're so cool. <laughs> that are Well... The reason they're so cool is because they're made by James Groman, who worked on the original Mad Balls toy line. Uh, okay. Uh, these figures are straight out of his head, and they're incredible. They're six inches, loaded with articulation, loaded with accessories, and they're 35 bucks a piece. I thought these things were going to be like $70. Um, the pre-orders go up on August 1st, and if if... For the listeners, if you haven't seen them yet, just Google Megalopolis Toys Mad Balls. They're the best thing I saw this weekend, but by a far, far wide margin. They're incredible. Yeah, I think I agree. Like, that was the most, like, original, cool-looking new thing that I saw. And there uh, there are four figures in the initial assortment. Uh, Hornhead, Splitting Headache, Oculus Orbis... And then the fourth one I didn't write down because they never put up a picture of it. I can't remember who it was right now. Let's oh, see. Hornhead, Splitting Height, Bruce Brother. Bruce Brother is the other one. He's like a football guy, I think. Oh, I remember that Mad Ball. So I'm I'm less interested in him, but uh, the, the Hornhead, Splitting Headache, and Oculus Orbis are, are must haves, hundred percent. Splitting Headache is he's got like a skateboard. He's half skin, half skeleton. It, look, it basically looks like he's got horrible road rash. Mm-hmm. Um, they they look incredible, and for thirty five bucks, like these big chunky accessories, they come with like four extra sets of hands, a bunch of accessories. Like these are these are really really impressive. I'm I'm on yeah. it, and I'm willing to give Megalopolis Toys a shot to impress me with these things. And then on top of that, they have signed a deal with Interplay Games, and if you don't know Interplay. They did Battletoads, Earthworm Jim, Clay Fighter, Banjo-Kazooie, Conker's Bad Fur Day, and Perfect Dark. Like, that's a crazy... Now, you've got a very specific customer you're going after with these, because it's not like kids these days are fighting each other for Clay Fighter action figures. But, like, looking at these Mad Balls, I can see Battletoads, Earthworm Jim, Clay Fighter in that style yeah so i mean to borrow from toy guru all those properties are super toyetic yes yes 100 percent. and well earthworm jim has had what two three other toy lines there, yeah there at least the original playmates toys mezco did a couple of figures well that might be it it might just be the other two but yeah i mean that's and and doug tenapel the creator of earthworm jim is very active on instagram puts up art all the time he's still creating earthworm gym content uh so that that's potentially a, a very lucrative brand if it's handled properly uh and then battletoads never had a toy line that's crazy to that's me. insanity so that's absolutely and i'm honestly a little surprised super seven didn't jump on battletoads to go with their ultimate ninja turtles uh but there you go that's you know megalopolis is going to make it happen so 
good for them. That's awesome. It's cool to see somebody independent, but also, I mean, like I said, the fact that those Mad Balls are thirty-five bucks each is is wild. Yeah, it really is. Uh, let's see what is next on your list. Well, we have the the usual MVP of San Diego Comic Con this year. Not <laughs> with, so much. With their three figures. Yeah, the the Mezco. Mezco, I appreciated how they did it um, for their San Diego. I think they called it. Uh, I think they just called it Mezco Con or something like that. Yeah, yeah, Mezco Con. Um, and I like they released a schedule and said, you know, on this day we're going to release an exclusive and have announcements at this time, and there's going to be a contest here. And they kind of did it over three days yeah, um, and spaced out the reveals that way. Um, so we got their exclusive this year. They did uh, Con at Home in a Box, which I thought was a clever idea. It's a big box with a Gomez in it. Uh, it's like a golden ninja-looking Gomez. Two, and it came two with, Gomez's, technically. Right. Oh, it comes with, yeah, it comes with a five. Yeah, the, the five-point five, five point Gomez. Yeah, it comes with a five-point Gomez, a T-shirt. I forgot what else. Like a badge. Dude, tons of shit. It was like 170 bucks, but like when I saw everything that was in the box, it seemed like a bargain. I didn't buy it, but it seemed yeah. like a bargain. Well, and it had a coupon in it for twenty twenty off twenty dollars and twenty cents off any other Mezco. Oh, nice! Yeah, so you like automatically got some money back for it, which I thought was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and something funny they kind of did. So they released it, and when they released it, you know, they put up their Mezco pictures, and in it was a ninja with a golden skull. Um, and there's a guy that does a lot of the Mezco pictures. And so he gets them early, which I think is crazy. It's not a dude that works at Mezco. They let this other dude do their pictures, and he does an amazing job. Um, and so they asked the guy about, like, hey, what is that? And he was like, oh, I can't tell you anything. I, they take away. I wouldn't be able to do this anymore. And then sneakily, Mezco released another figure. Um, yeah, just threw it up. Yeah, didn't tell anybody and threw another uh, I guess it's part of the Golden Skulls or whatever the Rumble Society. That's what they're yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they threw that up, and it, of course, caused the normal amount of Mezco whining about people not being able to get it. But eh, it's a cool. I like that. Like that kind of adds to that like excitement of San Diego. Look, I've gotten every Mezco exclusive that I wanted that I was able to get online on time for. I've gotten. Like, yeah, I can't think of any I haven't gotten that I've, like, if I was paying attention. Like, there are definitely right, right. ones I slept on and yeah. looked at pictures for a long time, like, and then I it was gone. The, the blue and yellow Wolverine I missed. Like, I got up too late or something like that. Like, the ones I don't have, it's my fault. It's not their fault. Right. Yeah, so they do it pretty good. So the other stuff they showed, uh, they did Death Dealer from Conan. Or I guess, he is he from Conan? No, or he's just, just a Frazetta Yeah, an original Frazetta creation. Okay, and he's really cool looking. I think we talk like, man, all the pieces are there to make Skeletor. If you look at that figure, it would not be hard. Um, But he looks great. We only got, as far as comics goes, they showed Constantine. um, Which is, I think, incredible. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, obviously, they couldn't just make him look like Sting. But he has that look. Mm-hmm. 
and he has a cigarette. He's got well part of any Constantine action figure. He's got the cigarette. He's got the beat up head. He's got the the like sort of tough looking head. He's got the magic like glyph thing that's basically what they did with Doctor Strange, but a little you know more satanic, I guess. Yeah, and I appreciate that because when I first saw the picture, I was like, "Oh, are they just gonna do that stupid magic thing again?" Which works for Doctor Strange, but it's like it's a pentagram, like it looks great. Oh yeah, yeah, um, and his coat looks great. Like, well, and the thing is, the figure looks awesome, but by the time it comes out, it's probably gonna look even better. He's got his tie that's like all loose around his neck. Mm-hmm. And if you notice on that one, they were very careful to say this is the prototype. Right, it right. It's not final, so yeah, it's gonna look even better when it comes out. But then, looking, look, and I love that, Constantine, I'm 100% getting it, but blew me away with the next one. Uh, and we didn't or even see the a first figure. one. I guess he was technically, well, no, 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 not that. Oh, no, no, I know which one you're talking technically about. Technically, the first one they showed. Yeah, Bishop. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm very interested in how Mezco is picking who to make. But he because, looks like, amazing. Oh, he looks, the bald head looks great the weapons are you know the ones you can see look awesome i it's a bishop figure um and you know i i like the two heads it's a really good mix of kind of the blue and yellow costume and his more 90s with some armor on it um but yeah he looks really good well he's the one of the signs to me of a truly great figure is when it makes me feel like I have to have another figure. And mm-hmm. as soon as I saw that bishop, I was like, fuck, I got to get one of those cables. Yeah, I kind of thought that too, because I didn't <laughs> get cable. <laughs> no, I didn't either. And I really, like, I wanted one, but you know what? The, honestly, the biggest problem with getting a cable is I didn't know which one I wanted. Yeah, that's kind of what happened to me, is I kept going back and forth between the yellow and blue and the regular one. And then it was too late. Because <laughs> the yellow and blue looks so... I've got a lot of cables that look like the standard cable. But the yellow and blue one was something really different. Mm-hmm. But if I'm but, buying a Mezco cable, don't I kind of want the standard cable? Yeah. Well, And the yellow and blue, though, like, that's my cable. Like, that's when I started with cable. Mm. Um. Because that was like, you know, the New Mutants kind of era. I wish he had some shoulder pads, but he's an old release figure. See, to me, the the one with the shoulder pads is the New Mutants cable, and the blue and yellow is when he was actually like sort of with the X-Men for a while. Yeah, like that Jim Lee later era. Yeah, yeah. Because he, like he weird... fits in with Cyclops and the blue and yellow Wolverine. and yeah. I've seen Gosh, people do, wanna... like, uh, take the shoulder pads off the old Marvel Legend and put it on that yellow and blue one, and it looks really good. Oh, huh, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, we got Cable, and then we got the teaser of the Fantastic Four. Which, which how is this going to happen? I, I don't know. They you know they didn't say anything. It was just no. kind of like, here it is, and it was a cartoon. It's, and it's basically the a in the sky. of of <laughs> Human Torch making the four. Except yeah. you don't even see Human Torch; it's just fire. Yeah, it's like a firework shoots off or something. I, but yeah, is it a four pack like Ghostbusters? You, are they going to individually do them? You can't just put out a four pack that's 
that has Sue and Johnny just in their uniforms. Like, you can't not feature their powers. See, my thought is they do a four-pack, and they're all just in the blue. And, you know, she comes with, like, a force bubble or whatever, and he can come with some fire hands or maybe a alternate head that has the hair on fire. And then you do a Mezco or a Previews exclusive. Previews exclusive with their powered up. Yeah, and that uh, way you, yeah. know, you can make your set. You don't have to worry about missing one. And yeah. then some other ones, that's great, but you don't have to have them. You know, and they they could even go so far as if they do it as a four pack. Um, Sue comes with you know regular head and hands, and then translucent head and hands. Yeah, and and yeah, she's still got her costume, but at least you do have invisible features. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Johnny, like regular head and hands, and then flaming head and hands. So you you do have a way to show the powers and then like you said but how do they do how do you do a 112 human torch i don't know i think we were joking like i would love to see them do migo style which is like <laughs> the cloth with some like Printed black flames and some flames <laughs> here you go guys enjoy i you know i don't know how you do it but i'm if anyone can do it mezco can do oh, it 100% they can do it or they wouldn't be do it you know what Here's here's I guess how they do it because they use that that sort of rubber tampo technique mm-hmm. like Punisher's skull. So basically what they have to do is just do that all over whatever he's wearing and actually make it stick off, like rather than just being a flat design actually make it stick off mm-hmm. of the bodysuit. Oh, and if it was translucent, so you could kind of see the shape of the body underneath. Yeah. Yeah, they could do that. That would be cool. What Whatever it is, I'm sure that, I mean, they, they've already figured it out 100%. Yeah, and the ghost, I mean, the ghost rider, his flame effects look really cool. So they've yeah. already been kind of playing with flame anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, playing with fire, as it were. Hey. Hey. So, I mean, and really for Mezco, I mean, they had some other living dead dolls and those Mezco designer series stuff that we don't really collect, but uh, that was pretty much it for well, them. No, there was one more big thing from them that got me really excited. Um, they showed their five points monsters. Oh, that's right. Which are very reminiscent of the old McFarlane monsters line that would come with like it's basically Universal monsters, but you don't have the license, so you can't call them that. But they came with the big like set pieces. Uh, and these are kind of Mezco's version of that, and they showed, you know, it's not the creature from the Black Lagoon, it's the sea creature. <laughs> uh, and then a Frankenstein monster, a vampire, and a mummy. And they look great, and as long as they're not 18 bucks, like Super 7's reaction figures, I'll buy them. And I think the five point stuff has been like 10 or $12 dollars. Yeah, I think so. So that you know, I'll, that's that's something that I can very easily just look at and be like, well, I'm just going to buy that. Uh, very unique, interesting sculpts, reminiscent of the Silent Screamers style. That sort of exaggerated, almost cartoony uh, look that Mezco is sort of known for. And speaking of Silent Screamers, 
Uh, if you go to the Needless Things YouTube channel, you can see my review of the 112 Collective Nosferatu, which is freaking amazing. I'm looking at pictures. Um, but I, yeah, that was it for Mezco. I, I'm interested to see if they keep doing all these monster figures, though. They look great. I don't buy them, but... I think... I think if they sort of revive them all under that Silent Screamers... Well, they can't call these Silent Screamers, though, because these weren't silent movies. Not that these are based on movies, obviously, for copyright yeah. reasons. Uh, but I, I like... I like when Mezco does sort of their own take. Like this Nosferatu, if they'd just straight up done a movie one, I wouldn't have been as interested in it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it's basically a 112 version of the Silent Screamers figure made it a must-have for me. Yeah. And it's kick-ass, man. That coffin it's come with is... It's awesome. Uh, All right. So, next up, this is something that I didn't think I would get into, but I have. I'm not 100% in, because really what I'm waiting for is the Masters of the Universe Origins line. But... All of the Masters of WWE Eternia figures, uh, all of they come apart. All of their arms and legs and heads and torsos and everything come come off, and you can put them back together. Like you can mix and match their parts. And there is a translucent blue John Cena that's faker John Cena. And I was like, oh, it would be really cool to get that and put Skeletor's head and hands on that and have like a ghost Skeletor type figure. Oh, nice. So I realized there are all these really cool things in this Masters of WWE line that I could use later because I'm going to be 100% in on that Masters Universe Origins. I'm going crazy for those. Like, it's driving me nuts every time I see somebody like review them or that they have them. Especially now that I have three of these WWE ones, and they're so the articulation is so good, they're so well made, they're so playable, uh, the accessories are so great, they're sturdy, uh, they're just excellent, excellent toys. So, at or as part of their Comic Con announcements, uh, Mattel showed Series Four, which is Jake the Snake Roberts as a Snake Man. Seth Rollins as whatever, uh, The Fiend, and Mr. T as the immortal pitier of fools. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who and, has both Fisto and... Yes! Jitsu. Jitsu and Fisto yeah. hands. Uh, just really, because we already knew about the Jake had been leaked... Um, and I think the Seth had as well. They had not shown the fiend, uh, but the Mr. T was a complete surprise because we, you know, they, they announced that they had the license to do Mr. T figures. The San Diego Comic-Con exclusive was a Mr. T sort of amalgamation figure. Uh, and we all expected Mr. T figures, uh, in the WWE line, but I don't think anybody saw this one coming. (laughs) And it looks amazing. It looks great. It's hilarious. And this whole, I won't get the Seth Rollins, but I already pre-ordered The Fiend and Jake the Snake with his removable face. Did you see that? 
Yeah. I, I know we've talked about it. My thing is, like, I wish they would just go a step further and just really embrace some of the dumb stuff. Just call him Jake the Snake Man Roberts. <laughs> like, Well, but they kind of, like, I think they have to use the part of the licensing deal is I think they have to use the full wrestler names. But then when you yeah. look in the biographies, they're incredible. And the mini comics, they come with mini comics. And oh, I didn't know that. Dude, they are great. Like, they are 100% tongue-in-cheek. We know exactly how ridiculous this is, and we are leaning into it. Um, I, I love this line, and I really didn't even have plans to get it. But the people who are behind it are so self-aware that it makes the line more fun. Like, the fact the the thing that really won me on this line... You remember when I worked at Hot Topic, there was that Stone Cold Steve Austin shirt where he had rattlesnakes for arms? Yeah. The dumbest wrestling shirt of all time. And they made a figure of it. <laughs> like, that. when I saw that, I was like, this line is being made by people like me. This is tremendous. So, they showed Wave 4 and then Wave 5 which is uh, NWO Macho Man in evil horde armor. And I like that it's actual evil horde armor. It's not like it's some WWE version of the evil horde. It is horde armor. It's got the horde X skull on it. Uh, Becky Lynch, uh, basically in the battleground Tila look. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat with the Dragon Blaster Skeletor accessory on his back. And then uh, Battle Armor Rowdy Rowdy Piper, which they've already done a Battle Armor Macho Man, and it's great. Uh, so Battle Armor Piper with his little uh, sort of kilt battle thing going on. Uh, the, these are awesome. And if you've if you've kind of poo-pooed them or turned your nose up at them, you're missing out on a really fun line. But at the very least, it's just whetting my appetite for these Origins figures. I cannot wait to get these in hand. Yeah, that Piper figure cracks me up. That's <laughs> hilarious. His little, his little shirt that gets messed up. Yeah. Does yeah. it say different things on the? Yes. Oh no, it's messed up. It says it says the hot rod. It's, well, they don't. They won't do battle armor like the original ones. But how these work is you actually take the chest armor off, and it's got a little piece that snaps in. So oh, okay. it comes with the three different pieces, and you just snap in whichever you, one you want, which is not as cool as the original battle armor, but at least they're making an effort. Right. Because that's and the same way the... Ten years from now have a spinner in the inside that won't stay. Yeah, because I've got an original battle armor He-Man, and it doesn't, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So this mechanism will never go bad. Uh, and it's the same thing. It's the same way they did the battle armor figures in the classics line. So it's it's fine with me. Uh, so yeah, that was really fun. Uh, and there was a ton more WWE stuff, but we're not going to get into that now because there's a whole other podcast that does a much better job of covering wrestling toys than I ever <laughs> could. Uh, do you, was there anything else on your list? Uh, you know, out of the things I'm going to buy, that's probably about it. One I'd like to point out, if you haven't seen it, did you see the sideshow Christopher Reeves figure? Yeah, and that is that's the portrait we've wanted. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that's the one. I'm not paying two hundred eighty dollars for it or whatever, but that's the exact portrait I have wanted in all of these Christopher Reeves figures we've gotten over the past decade. Yeah. 
they nailed it. Which, you know, Mezco again, theirs is was an early version, and I, whatever they do is not going to be that exactly. But I'm sure I'm going to be satisfied with it. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was about it for me. I mean, NECA had some other, you know, Ultimate, what they do? Ultimate Scream, Ghostface. Oh, yeah, that's right. I skipped over NECA because we, we were, I wanted to, um, you had Mezco. So real yeah. quick, before we get to NECA, because we'll close out there, because they actually had a decent amount of stuff. Uh, Mondo showed a few cool things. Um in October, they are releasing a one-sixth scale creature from the Black Lagoon figure. Uh, this is very exciting because there hasn't been one of those since Sideshow did theirs 20 years ago, maybe? 15 years ago, something like that. Uh, that is now you know $500 plus to buy. This looks to be the same type of design where it's a, a one-sixth scale figure but it is in a rubber suit. Ah, uh, nice. Um, and it's 180 bucks, which which in this day and age is a great price for a figure like that. Uh, so I'm very curious to see. All, all they showed was... Uh, I mean, it couldn't have been renders, because if it's coming out in October, although I don't know if it's coming out or if it's a pre-order, but Mondo, no, they do pre-orders too, so I don't know which it is. But I, I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye on this. Uh, they showed She-Ra from their 1-6 scale Masters of the Universe line. Uh, it, all it, all this was was a design. It wasn't an actual figure or anything. Uh, that's coming out in September of 2021. And then going back around to James Groman, who designed those Mad Balls figures, uh, Mondo is releasing a James Groman-designed Man-Thing figure that looks absolutely amazing it looks like it's gigantic it's thick and bulky like his art tends to be tons and tons of grotesque detail uh, and that's coming out august of next year did mondo do that or i don't know if it was a san diego it's just when i saw it that translucent merman have you seen that thing oh the are you talking about the the creature that's like a stylized Oh, oh, I know what you're talking about. No, yeah, yeah, that was Mondo, and it was apparently an instant sellout. It's it's uh, it's not translucent. It's like a pearlescent. Uh, yeah. It looks like one of those old oily stickers we had when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I kind of wanted it because it looked so unique and awesome, but at the same time, I don't need to spend, what, I think those are like 165 bucks or something. They sure are. And I got I got the scare glow and it's incredible and I'll get trap jaw whenever they do him. But uh unlike Mr. Bo Brown, I have interest outside of Masters of the Universe, so I have to be kind of picky <laughs> about what I get from them. Fifteen dollar figures are much easier to stomach than uh ones that cost ten times that much. Yeah. Uh so yeah, let's we'll wrap it up with NECA. Um so let's talk about yeah, that ultimate ghost face looks awesome i love the soft goods cloak i love the fact that he's got the three different masks uh and i love that he really has kind of taken his place because back when mcfarland did the movie maniacs ghost face it almost felt like he didn't deserve it yet Mm -hmm. but now like he's up there with freddie and jason and leatherface and everybody else like he's a horror icon yeah, which is so 
weird to me. Like, I, I like the Scream movies, but he just never really fits in with those other ones. No, no, he doesn't. And and uh, uh, Chad brought up, I, I wish he came with alternate heads for, uh, what's their name, Matthew Lillard and uh, uh, knockoff Johnny Depp, what's his name? Oh, uh, Skeet Ulrich. Is... Yeah. Skeet Ulrich. Uh, and that would be great, but that would have cost money. So, and and NECA is very, very conscious of how much it costs to license likenesses. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I would totally with... buy a Matthew Lillard head, though. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, okay with that. And I, you know what? I have learned recently that most celebrities you can think of have one six scale and one twelfth scale heads out there on like eBay. Oh yeah. So that's it's a possibility. Yeah. Uh the big news well, okay, they also showed a Christmas fiend uh the mis- <laughs> the misfits mascot in, in Christmas attire. Which is so weird I have to get it. Matter of fact, oh, I already yeah. I already pre ordered it from Big Bad. Oh, did you I need to go pre order it. <laughs> I saw it. It's like, oh, uh, he can go on my tree of shame in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's ridiculous and it's a must have. And and I actually have a collection of uh santas it, like i've got a, a, a figures toy company santa um i've got i've got a number of santas like in that scale so i i have to have that one <laughs> um oh the neca um the shit what is the black not black christmas uh what are the Christmas horror movies? I can't think of the name right now. Silent Night, oh, Deadly Silent Night. Night. I've yeah. got those. Like, I, I, it's, it's a weird little collection I've got. Uh, the biggest news from NECA, and, and there's more after this, but the Friday the 13th license is back. Yeah. What happened? Nobody knows. But yeah. we're making figures again. Well, the first clue we had that some of the legal difficulties had been cleared up, and for the listeners, if you don't know... Um, Sean Cunningham owns, and I, I'm going to get this wrong, but somebody owns Jason and somebody owns Friday the 13th. New Line owns Jason. Paramount owns Friday the 13th. Sean Cunningham owns Friday the 13th. And somebody else owns Jason. Like, there's a, it's, a, it's a mess. And certain contractual agreements that had allowed the production of Friday the 13th merchandise expired last September, I think. So NECA NECA was like, no more Jason figures. And then shortly after that, uh, the estate of Wes Craven had legal problems with New Line, so there could be no more Freddy figures either. Which at the time meant we had a Freddy versus Jason, Jason, but they could not make the planned Freddy versus Jason Freddy. As a matter of fact, I think, well, the last two Jason figures to come out were the Freddy versus Jason, Jason, and the remake Jason. And then that was it. But apparently, things have been cleared up, and our first clue to that was that Shout Factory is releasing uh, all 12 Friday the 13th movies in a box set together. Deluxe, you know how Shout Factory does. Um, Deluxe versions with tons of extra features. Everything the Paramount releases had, everything the New Line releases had, plus bonus content on top of that. 
Uh, they announced that just before Comic-Con and put it up for pre-order. So that was our first clue that things might have been cleared up. And then NECA just throws up all of a sudden a picture of Jason from New Blood, which was uh, one of the most requested designs that they hadn't gotten to yet. And it looks incredible. It's it's up for pre-order now. And he's back. Jason's back. Yay. Yay. I like he comes with the weed whacker. Yes. Yes. Well, dude, there's... Many the, knives and axes and all sorts of stuff. They've been so good about including, like, one or two very, very specific weapons. I mean, every... These Ultimate Jasons, all like, everything they come with was in whatever movie they're from. But they're so good about including, like, the corkscrew or the arrow or, you know, whatever. They even included with uh, the um, uh, part five. I can't remember if it's part five or part six. But the uh, the rope where he wraps it around the tree around the guy's face and twists it. They mm-hmm. made that. Like, it's... That's it. What I would really want is a Jason X that comes with a sleeping bag <laughs> so well, I can recreate the highest point moment of any Friday the 13th I, film. I guarantee you when they get to that Jason, when they get to the Uber Jason, they will do that. It will come with that sleeping bag, 100%. Uh, so that was very exciting. That's that. If it wasn't for those Mad Balls, that would be my top pick from Comic-Con. Uh, and then they showed... Uh, sort of the final versions of the Back to the Future Ultimate figures that they're doing. Um, should Doc 19- looks like a crazy person. <laughs> well, the, here's here's the weird thing about these. They're doing Tales from Space Marty, which is him in the radiation suit with the Walkman. Uh, 2015 Marty with the the hat and the inside-out jeans or whatever and the, the shoes. 1985 Marty. And then 1955 Doc. But the faces to me all look like like they look really good, but they also look like they're really heavily made up. Mm-hmm. Like Doc's eyeliner is out of control. Yeah, and it looks it looks great, but I feel like they need to pull back a little bit on the the deco. Yeah, but, I can see that. Now I would say the packaging. Did you see the packaging yes, on these? Yes. It looks great. Well, dude, all of their ultimate packaging is incredible. And actually, one of the notes I've got, uh, they showed just the packaging for a uh, Sarah and John Connor 2-pack from Terminator 2. Uh And, like, the box art alone made me want to buy it. Because it's this crazy, like, almost 50s sci-fi looking design. It's really kick-ass. Did you see this? No, I don't think I saw that one. Um, Let me see if I can send it to you real quick while we're talking. Um... Yeah, NECA's box art, especially on their Ultimate line, is second to none. Like, this stuff just looks absolutely incredible. Like, when you go into Target and you see a well-stocked NECA section, it's just this amazing wall of, like, beautiful art from stuff we love. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, black and white Pennywise box in the stores yet? Yes. Oh, that thing looks nice. The box, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. The I don't care about the figure at all, but the box is beautiful. And then the uh, the exclusive boxes that NECA is doing for Walmart look really, really nice. The Evil Dead Two, even though I've already got that ash, that it's that red, black, and white box. Have you seen that one yet? Yeah. The box looks so cool. I kind of like. I kind of want that. Okay, here it is. I'm going to send it 
through Skype here, or should I send it through Facebook? It doesn't matter. Okay, I'll send it. Uh, oh wait, we don't have a thing up on Facebook. All right. Um. All right, I just sent it through. Uh. So yeah, the the Back to the Future figures, the Tales from Space Marty for me is kind of a must-have. I'd like to have them all, but I just for Back to the Future, I, I don't know. I don't know how many Back to the Future figures I really need. I, lo- I love those movies, but eh. Yeah, it, that is a nice box. I, I would almost be more motivated to buy Doc and Marty from Back to the Future 3. Yeah. Like, that would be kind of cool, just to have the cowboy ones. Mm-hmm. Especially with Doc's rifle, that sniper rifle. Yeah. Now, I will say, I'm not going to get these, but if they come out with a Biff Tannen from Biff's Pleasure Paradise, oh yeah, oh and they didn't they? Show, I will they showed buy Biff, it in they? a second. Had they? Yeah, they showed a 1955 Biff. He, I think they showed him later than the other ones. He's not in my notes, but they showed yep. him because he comes with uh, Ooh La La. Now, yeah, see that one's okay. That was fine. I want 1985. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Biff. Yeah. You know, maybe he can come with some ladies and his, Fat, and his balding robe. Biff with his bathrobe on. Yeah, look, we all know who it's supposed to be. But... Oh, yeah, we know, we know. Um, so, yeah, that stuff really, uh, looked good. They showed a creep show, uh, animated creep figure, which, you know, those are neat, but I still am not clear on how much NECA ripped off from the artist who originally did those designs, so I'm a little iffy mm-hmm. on them. Uh, and then Ninja Turtles-wise, they showed animated versions of Baxter Stockman, Vern, who includes alternate werewolf parts, uh, Rat King, Mondo Gecko, who looks really freaking creepy and I don't like it all, but that's what he looked like in the cartoon. I just, I love that original Mondo Gecko figure so much, but the animated version is just weird. Uh-huh. But then the one that I'm probably going to have to get, although Super 7 may end up doing him as well, is Muckman with Joe Eyeball. <laughs> I love Muckman. He's one of my favorite action figures ever. Uh, so I will, even if Super 7 does announce one, it won't come out for like three more years. So I'll probably get NECA's as well. If I can get my hands on it, which I'm already, I'm right now, I'm trying to get a metalhead for my son and I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, I've heard of people in the store. If you ask, for some reason they're keeping a bunch in the back um, and they'll get them. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, I'm going on a run tomorrow, so I'll have to, I'll have to look around. Uh, and then from the 1990 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is my personal preferred area of turtledom, uh, they had just had a teaser image of Orokusaki, Hamato Yoshi, and Splinter in the cage. The when he was still a regular rat. Well, yeah, I wouldn't say a regular rat because he's learning <laughs> kung fu. But uh, I feel like they've teased the splinter in the cage before. Yeah, I think so. I, I feel like I've seen that, but then to have Saki and Yoshi in the picture too, like that's a good box set. That's, yeah, I, that's one of those things I didn't know I needed. Mm-hmm. I like their, the way they release the turtles that you get two. I like the two pack way of doing them. Um, well, and I don't know why it makes much of a difference, but it just feels, I don't know. I like it. Well, it's very clear that 
NECA is doing their best to get these turtles in people's hands because this is they are currently on the third release of the four movie turtles uh-huh. well technically more than that because the original release was san diego comic-con they did the box set but also the box set with the city diorama then they did the four individually packed GameStop exclusive ones. And now they're the Walmart exclusive two packs. So, like, you can't say NECA isn't trying to get these out to people. And then they've got a Foot Soldiers two pack that's coming out in, I think, September. Uh, you know, they, they keep making these in different ways to try and get them in people's hands. Uh, and it can be really frustrating sometimes when these are exclusive or they're limited or whatever, but I, I really do think they're doing their best. Wow. Uh, and then finally, the last item, the final thing, and the thing that I'm uh, from NECA, I'm, I guess I'm technically most excited for, because like Jason being back is very, very exciting, but as far as actually owning product, uh, the Alien 40th anniversary that got delayed... For, for many different reasons, uh, they showed Parker, they showed Brett, they showed Ash, they showed Kane, all with their full, correct likenesses. Parker and Brett, just regular versions of those characters. They look incredible. Uh, Yafit Kato and Harry Dean Stanton. Uh, and then Ash, uh, just looking, like, incredible. Looks amazing. And then Kane is in his suit, his space suit, but that's okay. We'll wait. We can wait. Yeah, you know, it's Naka. They right. produce alien They'll do it. <laughs> predator figures till the end of time. And then two different uh, big chaps. There's a bloody one and then a regular version, but it's not the ultimate. Because these are all their regular price figures. They're not ultimate figures. So this is a regular big chap release. It's not the like $28 ultimate version. So it's it's the same as the recent ultimate big chap just without all the accessories. Uh so I'm very excited to see these and they are in the throwback packaging based off of the 1979 toy line that never happened until Super 7 put theirs out. Mm-hmm. So those I mean those have got to be hitting soon. That's what I would think. But, uh, yeah, they showed all those, and they look incredible, and I have to have them all. So, did you see the teaser Naked put out? It was, like, their last kind of thing they did. Oh, maybe not. What was it? So, it's a picture that it looks like Superman's heat vision. And oh, I, I did. I did see that. What else it would be? I tried to think, like, I mean, if But metal- they've already done a Christopher Reeve. Right. They did the Alien and Superman. Did that ever come out even? Whatever happened with that? The Alien... Well, yeah, because they did the pre-orders last year for Comic-Con. It was yeah. It was the Alien and Superman, and then, like, was it two different Batman and Predator sets? Yeah, there's one Batman and Alien where the Alien's kind of dressed like the Joker. Oh, it's, the, jo- it's the Joker Alien from, like... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's the Hal Jordan... Alien Pat, no, uh, Predator, where the Predator's kind of like a yellow lantern. Oh, yeah, and then the armored Batman with the Predator from, I think, the first Batman versus Predator. Yep. Where he basically so, looks like the Dark Knight Returns armor. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know what that is. Huh. I, 
I just can't think of what else it would be besides heat vision. What if it's Brightburn? <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be awesome. I would totally buy that. I would too. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much everything, or at least everything that was of interest to us. Um, I've already said the Mad Balls were my best in show. What what is? Do you have a pick? Do you have anything that you were particularly excited about? I mean, out of all of it, that Hellfire set is the thing I'm the most excited about and the most I feel like I've got to get my hands on somehow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, overall, it was just – it was a weird year. I definitely wasn't as glued, like, constantly refreshing pages and, like, knowing something was going to happen at this time. I, I was – the extent to which I was into it like that was just following Mattel's WWE stuff. Um, which again, I highly recommend if you can get a hold of the major wrestling figure podcast, I'm sure they're going to run everything down this week. Uh, man, they showed there's so much good WWE stuff coming out. It's insane. They've got uh new Ted DiBiase, um, new, all kinds of new legends. Um, it was just a lot of cool stuff. So I was, I was following that stuff very quickly. They've got a May Young coming out um so i was following all that pretty closely but everything else it just seemed like it was it was almost just like following regular it was a couple weeks of toy news condensed into a few days Mm -hmm. but it wasn't anything spectacular but there's still a lot of stuff to be excited about oh yeah it just didn't feel like it regularly does which nothing does this year so whatever no no i was i enjoyed i watched a few panels from the actual at comic-con the San Diego actual site. Yeah. And there were some decent ones on there. Um, which I, you know, I kind of hope they might do some more streaming like that in the future. Um, I definitely did some of the star Wars ones, but hopefully we'll be back to normal next year. But I don't know, like now that companies have started doing this, you know, our own little videos and our own reveals, I don't know if it'll ever be the same again. Well, there's bound to be significant money to be made from having people there in person. Mm-hmm. But my hope is that they recognized because they, in some way, shape, or form, they they generated revenue from doing it this way. So my hope is that they look at this and say, "Well, we can still do the live show, but if we start broadcasting some of these panels and stuff, there's a way to generate revenue there as well. So let's expand and do both, right? And still have things that are exclusive to the live experience because that's what makes it special." But things like the Mattel panel, like, why not record that and broadcast it later? Right. Or why not, you know, do digital memberships like Dragon Con does? Yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, I'd go for that. I mean, depending on the price, I'd, I'd go for that. Because I, right. I would love to see, you know, I'd be I'd watch every toy company that I'm interested in that did a panel, I would watch it. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, Ryan, thanks for stopping by and taking a look back at this year's uh, still pretty awesome but limited online Comic-Con. And I'm sure we've got plenty of toy news to talk about for the rest of the year because uh, as much cool stuff as there was, I get the feeling that Hasbro in particular, I'm sure, is going to sort of continue with there every couple of weeks having some kind of cool reveals. Yep, that's the thing about being a toy collector. It never stops. <laughs> yeah, it, it truly never stops. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming out, man. Thank you. 
please remember to check out Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. Uh, the special Toy News edition dropped Wednesday, and this Monday is episode two with a review of the new comic book, Snake Eyes Dead Game. And also, if you listen to those episodes, you can learn how you can win a free Snake Eyes figure. Uh, so go listen to those episodes, find out how to win the G.I. Joe classified Snake Eyes figure that will be sent to you free of charge. Uh, subscribe to the Needless Things YouTube channel where this week I reviewed... What did I review? Oh, I was going to review one thing, but then we had to put up the Audible Interlude episode on Wednesday, so I only reviewed another thing. You guys, what the heck did I review this week? I don't know. There's something new up there Monday. I did two things. Oh, the Nosferatu from Mezco. Yes, I unboxed and reviewed the 112 Collective Silent Screamers Nosferatu from Mezco. Uh, Go check that out. And sometime in the future, the other item will go up. up. And uh, I've got some special projects that I'll be honest with you. I want to get them just right. And I know I've been talking about these for months now. But I, I want to get them just right. I want to do uh, justice to the subjects. And after watching Mark Sterling do videos on the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast YouTube channel, I am, am inspired and intimidated because I want them to be... They're not going to be as polished as his stuff because he went to school to be a video editor, but I, I do want them content-wise to be as clean and clear. So I'm going to be working on those. Uh, You guys, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Most important thing you can do. I love you guys. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vicks employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.